back in this Monday afternoon. I'm Jeff MacArthur, and the snowfall isn't the only thing setting records. Canadians' confidence when it comes to paying their debt, that has hit a record low, according to a brand new survey. Roughly half of us are now worried about being able to pay back our debts. Here's our personal finance expert, Rabina ahmed Hawk, who joins us now for more on this. Rabina, good afternoon, and I guess uh, first off, just uh, how are you coping with all this snow? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing okay. You know, I love a good old-fashioned snow day. So even though I know a lot of parents were a little bit disappointed that the kids weren't back in class today, I like that most school boards just canceled school all right, outright and just made it into a snow day. And that's what we've been doing all day, just kind of playing in the snow, removing the snow, and just having fun. It's Canadian winter. Yeah, actually, was school canceled uh, for your kids? Because I've kind of heard uh, conflicting reports. Some school boards and some teachers continued with online learning. Others, maybe such as your kids' uh, teachers, are treating this like, as you mentioned, quote-unquote, a traditional snow day. If it's a snow day, school class is canceled. <laughs> yeah, so I live in Oakville. So in Halton, they canceled all the, the schools, um, virtual and in person. So even if your children were in virtual school, that's still canceled. I mean, these are the kind of days where kids are just itching to get outside and have that experience of, you know, playing in the snow. I think even for their mental health, it's just so good that, uh, in our area anyways, that they took that burden off parents, took that burden off kids and said, just go outside and have fun. You bet. Okay, let's get to this uh, survey. What is the biggest contributor to uh, all of this turmoil when it comes to household debt? You know, uh, this is the MNP Consumer Debt Index. And what they do is they talk to Canadians um, uh, every year about how they're feeling about uh, their finances and how they're feeling about their ability to pay their debt. And the biggest contributor right now is everything that's been happening with the pandemic. So the business closure, closures, the working hours being reduced, job losses, and just generally being afraid that if I get COVID, I'm going to have to take time off work. Or if I'm, I'm exposed to COVID, I'll have to isolate for 10 days. And so all of that has really um, gotten into Canadian psyche, got them scared about their future when it comes to their money. And that index that I'm talking about has followed to the lowest point that it's ever been since they started collecting this data about five years ago. So that's a real indication that after two years of the pandemic, that there is a huge group of Canadians that are extremely worried about not only the, their ability to pay debt now, but also what's to come with interest rates and their debt and their ability to service that going forward. And this has all kinds of effects, doesn't it? As a matter of fact, nearly one third of Canadians say they are finding it harder than ever before to pay down their debt. And 20% said it's become harder to set aside uh, money for savings. And that's kind of one of these spinoff effects, right? If you're finding it hard to pay off uh, your debt, obviously it's getting harder and harder to set money aside and to save. Of course. Uh, you know, when you are faced with this reality that if you're working, say you work in the travel and tourism industry or in the restaurant sector, um, the last two years have been devastating for your finances. So the weeks where you're not working or the months where you're not working, you're either uh, relying on your savings or you're relying on emergency uh, financial supports that the federal government and the provincial government have been offering. And those don't usually uh, replace an income. I mean, right now the federal support is $300 a week. After taxes, it's even less. So that's 
usually most people can make more that than that kind of money if they're working full time. And so where do they go? They go to debt. They go to credit cards. And that's another thing that the this survey revealed is that they're worried about how many more Canadians are only paying their minimum on their credit cards, which is usually the most expensive debt most of us carry, you know, anywhere from 19 to 22, 23%. And so that means that debt that they're charging onto their credit card is getting more and more expensive the longer they wait to pay it off. Right. Yeah. Not only, uh, you know, paying off the uh, bare minimum, sometimes not making those payments and adding more to those credit cards, uh, you know, just uh, resorting to them to pay off uh, bills and their accumulating debt. Just talk to us about just how bad of a strategy that is and what you should maybe be doing instead of that, Rubina. So I always say that a credit card is not a resource. It is a tool so that you don't have to walk around with wads of cash. So my theory has always been that when you charge something to the credit card, the money should already be in the bank. It's just so that, you know, you can kind of keep your accounting sort of clean. You can look at your credit card statement and see how much you spent, but you know that you've got that much money in the bank to pay it down. So if you are struggling to pay your credit card bills, see where you can minimize your other payments. So could you make uh, lower mortgage payments? Could you make lower line of credit payments? Are there extra expenses that you've taken on that you could cut out of your life just so that you can make that credit card payment? Because that is the most expensive kind of debt that you're going to carry. And that over time can double very, very quickly. I mean, you look at any statement that comes to you, it tells you how long it would take to pay the minimum off. It's usually in the years, if not decades, depending on on where your balance is at. So whatever you can do to pay that off, and if you have to, maybe consolidate that debt. So go to a line of credit that may have a lower interest rate, use that money to pay your credit card off, and then focus on paying that debt off from your line of credit. But in the meantime, pretend that your credit cards don't even exist. Don't rack up any more debt on that, because then it's going to be that you just shift your debt from one place to another and then racked up the debt again on the credit cards. All right. And if you're concerned about your level of household debt, uh, what is your best piece of advice, uh, Rabina? I mean, before you take on any more debt, maybe do a bit of an audit, if you will. And before you make a purchase, just ask yourself just how badly, how much do I really need this? Yeah, I mean, those are questions you should be asking yourself even in good financial times. You know, I always have a rule that if I'm going to do some spontaneous spending, so you go to the mall and you see something that you like, um, it's more than $100. I always give myself that 24-hour buffer. If I'm still thinking about it a day later, then I might consider purchasing it. But I try not to make bigger purchases just on the fly. I really try to think about them before I make them. Sort of that mindful spending that I always talk about with, with everybody. Um, it just makes you, you know, if you decide not to buy it today, the likelihood of you buying it tomorrow is probably slim to none. And then you've saved all that money. But if you're really struggling to pay, pay your bills, your day-to-day bills, doing that audit, like you said, that is very good advice. Uh, but just, you know, getting back to basics, sort of doing a budget, you know, this is the, the year, this is the time of year rather that all of us try to sit down and kind of get better about everything, better about eating, better about our money, better about our relationships. So when it comes to your money, you know, taking a look at where are you spending, um, the, the, the subscriptions are one place where people spend a lot of money. So right. do you, how many streaming services do you have? How many things do you have that arrive at your home without you even ordering it? Could you pare back on some of those and use that money to pay down debt? Um, and really just cut out the extras for a while. You know, January is a great month. I mean, we're in a pandemic. We've got restrictions. It's after the holidays. You, I couldn't think of a better time to be frugal than right now. So pare back on it, eat at home, try to walk everywhere uh, rather than always getting in the car to drive. 
Um, doing those, you know, really trying to think of free options whenever you're trying to get around your day. Yeah, listen, walk uh, is the only thing you can do really uh, today. It's almost impossible yeah, exactly. to drive <laughs> anywhere. Today Ra- it's hard to spend money, yeah. yes. <laughs> Ravina, thanks as always. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, and that does it for my time in this Monday. Thanks as always for yours. I'm Jeff MacArthur. Have a great rest of the day. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.